Welcome to the Happy Homeschool, where we talk about creative homeschool inspiration rooted in relationships for the nonconformist, dedicated parent. I'm Laura Blodgett. And my goal at the Happy Homeschool is to inspire and equip you to create a learning environment that makes home everyone's favorite place. You can always read more at thehappyhomeschool.com. Today's topic is how your attitude toward morality affects your child, which is week nine of 52 weeks to a better relationship with your child being re-recorded, and is the third part of this little trilogy about religion, faith, and morality that we're in right now. After the main body of the discussion, I'm going to tell you a little story about something I did wrong as a child and how I might have easily gotten confused about what was wrong, what was moral, but I didn't because my parents handled it well. So let's dig into what morality is. Morality is treated by some people as a dirty word, and I think I know why. There are two main reasons. It is often confused with cultural preference and it is applied conveniently. Cultural preferences can cover anything from dressing according to religious code to using vocabulary acceptable to political groups. Convenient application usually involves making excuses for what was going to be done anyway, meaning that someone wants to do something and so they say it's moral to do it. Let's ask a basic question. Is there such a thing as right and wrong? The fallback response is that morality is relative, but this avoids the real issue. Everyone is born with a conscience, and everyone has a strong sense of right and wrong. This can be proven by the fact that everyone gets mad or depressed about wrong treatment. Even people who try to approach child-raising as creating an environment where the child gets to choose everything have a premise that to judge any decision is wrong. This exhibits a basic flaw in their thinking. If you declare that nothing should be judged, you have declared a judgment. So then, there is no getting away from the concepts of morality. As humans, we inherently know that we do and must make decisions based on what is right or wrong, and our children are watching to see if our words about morality match our choices. But knowing what is good is not enough. Children need three things from parents regarding morality. They need moral convictions that are implemented, moral convictions that are consistent, and moral convictions that are communicated. There is a human tendency to think we are good because we know what is good and we want to be good. However, wanting to do what is right is not the same as doing what is right. Verbally declaring a moral code is not the same thing as living it out. We can declare all day long that we are honest people, but if our children hear us regularly lie to our neighbors, such declarations will mean little or nothing. If we trash talk our spouse and then try to teach our children to be kind to each other, they probably won't take us very seriously. A key factor in a person applying moral convictions is that everything really has to do with how that person treats others and themselves. It has next to nothing to do with coercing other adults to behave a certain way. 
the only times we should be interfering with other adults is when there is a clear and present danger to ourselves or an obviously vulnerable person. Along the same lines, moral convictions should be applied universally. If it is not okay to steal, it is not okay to steal from anyone. If it is right to let someone choose their own associations, it is right to let everyone choose their own associations. I will discuss ownership and learning to get along in terms of children in the home in a later podcast. Most of us will automatically, and often with honest intent, claim we apply our code of morality evenly. Some will hedge that not all people deserve to be treated according to the same principles. Children who lack our developed biases will innocently and often rightly question our inconsistencies. Children will be most concerned with how they are treated, but they will also evaluate their parents based on how well the parents' rhetoric matches their actions. In cases of parental failure, which we all have, it is always best to admit the mistake and have a plan for restitution or make a plan. When parents are living out their moral code, it will be practically second nature to communicate these dearly held principles to the children. Surrounded by good example, any discussion will flow more easily. When parents have been observed taking moral actions in spite of inconvenience, emotion, or personal preference, the children will be much more inspired to do the same. But there's one weird catch to all of this, and that is that true moral rightness is linked with humility. And humility is a slippery virtue. A person must strive to be humble but can never claim to be humble at the same time. A truly humble person realizes he or she has reason to be humble. Yet it is humility which makes morality most likely and most effective. Arrogant love or self-righteous patience are contradictions of terms. Like many things, morality begins in the heart. If we help our children understand this, they will be much better prepared for life's struggles. So here's the little story about something I did wrong as a child. I don't remember the exact age, but I was definitely young enough to need a babysitter. And my parents went out to dinner and the babysitter was asking us what we wanted to do. And I said, I wanted to put some makeup on. And so I went and I got my mom's makeup and I was using it. And the babysitter questioned me. She said, are you allowed to do this? And I lied. And I said, yes. Now, I have no idea why I lied about this because it was very short-sighted because obviously I was going to be found out. And I was. And I was disciplined for having done wrong. But what I was disciplined for was lying and for getting into somebody else's things, not for using makeup. Nowhere in the incident did I come away thinking that using the makeup had been the immoral thing. If my mom had been more selfish or less careful, I might have been confused about that. That's all for today. See you next time. Make sure you have signed up for the Dangerously Helpful Homeschool Dispatch. When you do, you will receive my best 25 homeschool tips. Now go out there and have fun creating a fantastic homeschooling experience for you and your children. 